The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpastes created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, Pronamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir. PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, how we doing today, folks? We're going to be talking spoiler-free about Daredevil Season 3. This show, cannot wait to talk about it. I am joined by the ever-awesome... What's up, guys? It's your boy Dorian here. And Vinny. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, if you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe to Collider Heroes. You can find me every week, and also check out Collider TV Talk, where we talk about all of this goodness. Now, remember, we're going to stay spoiler-free, so if you haven't seen it, because it's not out yet, you're safe. But we want to start off, and I think we can all agree... This is amongst the strongest of Netflix, and I think that yep. the Netflix corner of the MCU is amongst the strongest of the MCU. This show did not disappoint, and the bar was real, real high. So, first thoughts? Yeah, incredible. Like, this was probably, we, even though I've only seen the first six episodes, I want to say this is probably the best season yeah. of, of a Netflix show we've seen thus far in the, in the MCU Netflix corner. Like, just from, it's just so focused on Matt Murdock this time, and we don't have to, like, set up different stories for, like, Punisher or Elektra. So it's just, he's the main focus, and, like, getting to explore his background, and, like, he's finally done with, like, trying to live that like that double life and he's just like fuck it i'm gonna be a vigilante and exploring that a lot more really just sold it over for me so like my favorite season thus far and i can't wait for the back half of season of the season i completely agree the action's incredible the writing's good the acting is next level yeah i really appreciate that it kind of is like that spider-man cover in reverse where he's like walking away from his costume it's Mm -hmm. kind of like he's walking away from matt murdoch so it's it's kind of that that really interesting superhero visual yeah and uh, I want to I want to agree with Dorian. I, I'm tentatively saying it's the best uh, Marvel Netflix show. I know that these shows can go a little off the rails sometimes because right. we've only seen six out mm-hmm. of uh, thirteen. So for now, I'm 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 so I'm all the way in. The setup is is so good for where they're going. So I'm tentatively saying it's it's amazing. But I I can fully see it. You know falling off a cliff uh, <laughs> in episode seven. But for right now, I'm, I'm bought in. I'm one of the people that loves the pacing in the Netflix world. I really like the slow burn. I think serialized content really suits comics because they're serialized. So I really like that it gives us the chance to see, especially in Daredevil. Daredevil does it, I think, the best, where Daredevil and Wilson Fisk are kind of the two leads. There's almost two protagonists because they're just perspective shifts. They both think they're defending their city, and this season, I think, does that the strongest. You might love the first two. I do. But this one really ups its game where there are moments where you see Daredevil as the villain through the perspective of not just Fisk but everyone and that's a really impressive testament 
spoiler free to what the show is able to do. The visuals, the white versus black you saw in the trailer that's reflected. All of the supporting characters, Foggy, Karen, they all get a lot of time to shine. And the villain they teased in the previews, especially recently, mm. gets an entire episode origin story. And anyone that loves a certain character that might aim well will enjoy this episode it's a really special it's it's been revealed that's not a spoiler but good god is it awesome when it happens what do you guys think of that just yeah like oh no I I was gonna say I actually kind of found it weird that Netflix just sort of came just, out yeah. we because didn't know when we watched it because the six the six episodes do such a good job setting it up and I when when I watched it a few months ago I was like wow this is really well done. And then a few weeks ago, they were like, oh, it's Bullseye. Right. Like, three <laughs> episodes like, in, he had I was that like, moment. Why, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, the trailers come out before that moment happens. And you're like, but wait, I got to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's thought, so yeah. well. I thought they did a good job of, like, setting up his, before the origin episode, like, just mm-hmm. setting his character mm-hmm. up in general. So when we finally do get that snap and that break, it feels paid off. And it's like, all right, like, shit's really about to go down now. And, th- like, th- it's, it's not a spoiler that they will they fight. But, it. yeah. So, like, <laughs> their, the, their fight scene, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Actually, let's talk about the fight scene. So once again, no spoilers, but I have to say that there are two fight scenes in particular in the first Mm -hmm. six episodes that stand out. I'm going to say the one... Can I I think the episode's safe to say? Is that too much of a spoiler? Okay, in an episode, there is... Yeah, Yeah. I won't won't make you count down. There's an episode that has a fight that I think not only rivals the hallway fight scene, but I think rivals the old boy fight. There is a fight in this that I no hyperbole think might be the greatest fight in television or film history, and Chris Brewster, dude, yes, thank you. Uh, that fight in particular, no, yeah, vague booking. Because uh, you actually saw it before me, and you were like, there's a fight scene coming up, like, <laughs> it's going to be a game changer. And I was like, all right. When I, when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, wait, this is the fight scene Corey's talking about. And once it finally started going, I was like, damn, <gasps> it's still going, and it's like, like, it, it's, it's incredible. I don't like shout out to your boy. That was probably one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in any type of any, any yeah anything. Like it's ridiculous how well they put time and effort into that. And they do a thing that the hallway does where they can swap out and they can use creative imagery and the like camera work and all of that is is Netflix really does a great job tying mm. in practical effects and that effect yeah. in the practical effects in that episode was like nothing I'd ridiculous. seen before. So I was really impressed. What do you think? I uh, it gave me the same feeling. I still remember watching live that true detective scene with oh. the one shot i remember sitting there i would, would we used to gather around watch true detective and it was like silent we were all just sort of sitting there with mouths open that, this, <laughs> this was this was me watching this scene in daredevil i was like i can't believe this is still happening i can't, <laughs> I can't believe this and then they it's it's crazy because it's not just a you know it's not just a technically impressive they weave in story too. right they weave in it's it's so character driven it's not just damn that's they're punching and kicking and it's awesome <laughs> it's 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 a story that they're telling with a fight scene, which is just it's just so impressive. To tangent off that, it's actually one of the most impressive things I think about Daredevil is it world builds through violence uh, in a way that fits the character. It's not violence for violence sake, and it's not character for character's sake. Much like Punisher, there are a lot of fight scenes that really illustrate the character's angst and remorse and choices, and the other fight I wanted to talk about, which we also will not spoil, I think is a great way to develop a certain character in the show that when you watch this later, like, remember this moment, there's a way the character gets developed in that second fight that thing's so important that you learn about that character's suffering yeah. and I haven't I haven't seen that done as well in a non-comic format it felt mm. like a comic book fight it felt mm. like I was flipping pages but it was happening before me what did you think about that other fight I told bro, you bro I, there's I want to talk about it so bad know, so, so like, it's, it's, it's like right jumping now. around it but like the character we are talking about you, you guys know but yeah just that build up to it and then when you actually see like oh he's running around this corner oh he's trying to dodge this like him actually using his his powers for a better word lack of word but it was 
just per- do per like accurately just they ripped it out of the comic they're like here we're taking this and then just putting it on the on the big screen and this is what's what it's going to look like and they did it to perfection like the the suspense the build up to that and then once you're finally watching it it was like bro like they like give give them all the action awards give them every award for like these these two the past couple like the the ah, I don't want to spoil the, the it stunt the, those just uh, yeah. start a stunt Emmy yeah. give it to these yeah. guys yeah, and bro. then make an Oscar for TV I don't even care it's ridiculous what do you think of that second fight or that I, I, I think I think what makes that fight so amazing is it it's it's so un Netflix MCU y because it's almost <laughs> a little I don't want to say this because it, it'll give you the wrong idea but it's a little silly mm-hmm. like it's a little it's so comic booky yeah but it still fits in, in a positive way yeah in a positive way I'm not saying it's silly like I was laughing I was like this is such a comic book fight mm-hmm. but it works and it, and it, that's hard to translate to live action there's a lot of live action comic book stuff that just doesn't work when you do it live action. But this was, it was somehow silly and serious at the same time. And that just, it, it, it felt like, like, like you were saying, like it was ripped straight from the pages of a comic book. And to tangent from that, the tone of the show, because that's a really important mm. part of Daredevil. Daredevil, and especially this season, is very dark. Mm. A lot of people know the subject matter this is based off of, but it is one of the darkest arcs in Daredevil history. And what I've really liked about the show is that in it being long form, you have time to actually appreciate the new supporting characters as right. well as the old ones. Mm. Everyone gets an arc. Everyone gets their time to shine. And if you know the source material, that's public, right? They've said what this is based off of. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So have. if you know Born Again, you will appreciate how much care they've given to make these born again characters shine it feels like the frank miller and it feels like the darkness you'd expect in the first few episodes i was shocked even having seen episode one and two with how dark they took it mm-hmm. what did you guys think about the the opening episodes that you didn't know where it was really going uh dude i b- before you talk about that i just wanted to like did you notice like in a couple of the episodes like there's so much symmetry like oh, they try to yeah in the background like the directing where, yeah whenever like he's standing somewhere there's like he's always like it looks like he's forming a cross like in yeah. like you could see in the background like damn they really put like, use of light yeah and the gothic architecture is also a character and the the windows always play a part in the way he's lit much like the defenders did well yeah yeah and but i thought it was interesting that w- in in this season we're finally seeing the ramifications of matt murdoch's like second life what it, it how it affects karen how it affects foggy like how they're having to deal with this so exploring like them getting their like really solid story arcs this season like karen being like I don't need Matt or like we just have to like finally like move on and like mm-hmm. her exploring her like real journalism side. I really enjoy seeing that. And Foggy like he got a girl now like him. Oh, not not really spoiler, but yeah, 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 yeah. So like him like him finally like trying to figure out a life without Matt. To those two stories, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The supporting cast get a lot of time because mm-hmm. the way Netflix formats their shows. What did you think of the supporting cast growth? Um, it's <laughs> here's the, here's the thing about uh, Daredevil season three. I actually think. That not Daredevil, but Matt Murdock is the weakest part. I uh, I I loved when it wasn't so focused on Matt Murdock. I, I loved uh, Karen, what Karen's doing. I love when they focused on the the new characters, like the the new FBI agent, uh, the, the Wilson and and Wilson Fisk. And I I love when they they showed us Foggy's family. I love that yeah. stuff. And you mentioned the dark tone. I feel like the dark tone goes too far with Matt Murdock because Matt Murdock actually comes off sort of like a like a just a, a whiny teenager sometimes well, he's a dick in the comics yeah no I, I i don't mind him being i don't mind him being a dick he's always been he's always just been lying to his friends about stuff that he like doesn't need to be lying about but here there's just there's just some dialogue that that rubbed me the wrong way i think there's a line that's something like 
like I'm Daredevil now and not even God can stop me and I was like <laughs> that's the fall of man that's the yeah. ego that's what's like, coming I get it I get it I, I went to I went to Catholic school for 12 years I get, I get it I've, I get being super mad at God and going out and punching criminals about it but I uh, what's your life man that sounds awesome <laughs> I can't I can't tell you uh, but it's it's just it, there was there was some I see how deeply they wanted to dive into the darkness of, of Matt Murdock's, you know, tortured, tortured crisis of faith and mm-hmm. his, his, his psyche and stuff like that. But they almost went a little too uh, hot topic dark and not enough, uh, not enough, uh, you know, just the, that usual daredevil dark that I like. But but everything else, they, like, I'm, like I said, when they went back to the supporting cast, I was like, this is great. This is perfect. So there are first caveat, a, a bit of negativity in the overall positive. I, I personally, I had the opposite. I, I went, oh, the show went places I didn't think a movie would, and a movie wouldn't have time for. So I, I liked those things, but I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to talk about Wilson Fisk himself. Yeah. So uh, I really liked that Wilson Fisk has always been a lead in this show, and I've really appreciated that when this was our first Netflix experience, they did that because in the comics, it actually made the Kingpin more interesting. They had more miniseries about Kingpin. They brought him back in a real way. And Vincent D'Onofrio's take, I've always loved. Mm-hmm. This season, I think, is his best portrayal. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Because the first two, they gave him time to shine, but they had to build the world so much. The world is now built. Like you said, it's not expanding beyond Daredevil. It lives in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Kingpin gets to glow. Yeah. And I really like that this season, it's the Kingpin that feels almost comic-y and mm. also animated series, but also like Vinny D'Onofrio's. So it's this beautiful amalgamation of all the Kingpins I love. Mm. How much are you guys love in Kingpin so far? Dude, I'm so excited for Kingpin. His storyline thus far has been killing it. And I saw a few people asking online, they're like, oh, do we need to watch other series? In, in in order to watch this one, and, and the answer is no. Like it picks up, it basically like you have to watch the, like the end of Defenders, but it's like picks up from season one in terms of the Kingpin stuff, and it's like they're not focusing on Elektra or mm-hmm. anything. They don't have to do any other build up. Like it's Kingpin versus Daredevil, and so them exploring his storyline and him like being like Matt's conscience and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, that was that that was just. Dude, they're killing it. I, I, I'm so glad that they invested more time into Kingpin in this in this season because I'm excited to see where it goes in the back half. Now, like things are starting to really move from what we've seen so far. Absolutely, totally agree. What do you think, Vinny? It's it's like hard to put into words how much <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio brings to this show. It almost feels like when he arrives, you, you don't realize that you missed him in, <laughs> in Daredevil season two, but then he comes back and you're like, man, he just. He makes this show, and not that not that they can't have a Daredevil without Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk, but his presence in this season just just it, it elevates what's already an incredible story to something that's like out of this world. And I think so much of that is how unique Vincent D'Onofrio's performance is. Mm-hmm. I I always say that he he didn't have to go this hard at this role. He he's so physically imposing that he could have just thrown on the white suit and I've been like, "Yo, oh, it's it's Kingpin." But he he does the these, finger twitches and yeah, the slight like, like the, morose, it's beautiful. I love I love he's like a big evil child. Like it, but that that then it's more jarring when he's suddenly violent and when he's suddenly he's not looking away and he's not, you know, limping around when he suddenly actually becomes this this monster. It's like mm-hmm. this amazing duality between the two sides of Wilson Fisk and that that's all down to the small things that Vincent D'Onofrio does so his performance has added just it's incredible how much his presence adds to the show and it's like it's not just it's not just basically Kingpin versus Daredevil it's like Karen's trying to take down Kingpin like Mm -hmm. they they all have like a connecting storyline to Kingpin that Mm -hmm. they're like oh we have to do like try to find him in their own ways like or 
you, yeah, you know, damn, I, I it's hard. No, no, oh, I mean, man, we're doing it, we're doing it, but it is hard, and it's gonna be really fun in two weeks. So we can, much to spoil. And yeah, we can dive back in in two weeks and have the True. same conversation. But True. for now, and I want to touch on two more things that can be spoiler free. I want to touch on the comic flavor. We we mm. lightly touched on it before, but I really appreciate that it is clear that they invested in Born Again, but they also invested in the history of the characters on the Netflix show. Mm. Karen reads both ways. Foggy reads both ways. All these characters feel like the characters you know from the comics, but they don't feel out of place after season one and season two. And that's a really hard line to walk with people that are diehard Daredevil fans or comic fans. It's a, comic fans are a bit opinionated, you may have realized. <laughs> so I've been really impressed that they've made nods to the source material while acknowledging the world they built with everyone, especially Matt and Karen. Mm. The Karen Page storyline is a, can't really do that with the world they built, but it feels more like Born Against Karen Page than I expected. Mm. What do you think of Karen so far as far as the com- or, or the, mm. the show's overall comic flavor in adaptation perspective? Oh, I think they're killing it if, they're, if we're looking at it from that perspective. I think how they, they're able, like you said, to t- like give those nods, give those, mm-hmm. like if you're a diehard Daredevil fan, if you're a diehard comic book fan, like, like to, able to weave those in by still like, hey, we have to make this appeasing for just the average critic or just the average viewer while, and like, while still giving them good content. So I think they found the best of both worlds, especially with this storyline and bringing it to life so like a plus like a like killing it i keep saying it every time like it's killing so good it. It, like are, this season, are they like, killing it they, they, they really are it? like this whole season is just so good like I, like we're not trying to overhype it because it's like, just real hard not to spoil yeah like, that's you can't the tell there's like moments of like how do we say this without any fun? uh what do you think of the, the adaptation flavor um I, I i it's it's so hard to to discuss it um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't want i don't want to give anything away but what i will say is that even if you're not a fan of the comic books this is still a, just a well-crafted sort of, you know, like detective show. It's like yeah. a well-crafted, and especially with Karen because she's really expanding her investigative journalism. Yeah. Well, I also want to point out that that one of my favorite parts of the show is that they say that Karen is paying two rents on a journalist salary, which I believe oh, damn. we can all we can all yeah. attest is probably not. She has nine really. jobs <laughs> as a journalist in order to pay two rents. Uh, and the final thing I want to go over is the idea of world building with Netflix, and that'll tie us into our final segment. Yeah. But the world building in Netflix is impressive because. These arcs carry on while they introduce new characters. You mentioned the FBI agent. There's also a new world that's being formed with this new villain. Every single one of the characters that they've introduced this season has felt not only familiar, but like you can identify with all of their plot choices. And that is so hard to do, like writing-wise. And I've really appreciated that the new characters not only blend into our world, but I see how they affect in this beautiful web where the show is going. The FBI agent stands out. I also think that the... the I want to say bullseye. I keep trying yeah, to... Yeah, it's, it's bullseye. bullseye. It's bullseye. It's bullseye. Yeah, bullseye. And his story is so profound and big that it, having only seen the first half, I can't wait to see where the ramifications of the first half go with him. And his episodes are some of the most beautifully shot. There's, there's an episode that feels like an art house film mm. and I love that the oh, show takes man. chances yeah. exactly where you're like having this art experience and you're seeing these characters but they're so real and grounded you don't feel like suddenly you're in a Ter- uh, Terrence Malick film mm. you're still in Daredevil but you're like having a journey yeah. so I, I really I want to thank the writers for not only casting perfectly writing perfectly but still listening to the source material in the show and the comic and every new character feeling like we already know them like what, what do you think of the new, the new blood I, I think they, they they are killing it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I really, I really enjoy them. I think that I can't remember the FBI agent's name. I'm so I, bad at names. Yeah, I'm but, so in the show. But he was, yeah, yeah. I know he's played by JLE. But yeah, um, he, I don't remember his name in the show. Which but is, yeah, he's but he's he's, he's a great he's a great addition to the mm-hmm. cast. Like you said, he fits right in, especially what they're doing now and with uh, Kingpin's story and stuff like that. So the new cast all around, they fit perfectly in, and it just feels like 
it feels right. Like the you don't even you, you don't even question like oh who's this new character? It just it f- fits perfectly with the storyline, and they just go from the beginning, and you're just like already in capture. So you're like, all right, I can see like you're, mm-hmm. you're you're already invested in them pretty much. Yeah. And I think it's such a risk to introduce new characters in the third season yeah. of a show, especially when obviously the audience loves these characters. So you run you run the risk of people being like, who who is this? Like, yeah. I don't care about them. But the way they do it is so seamless. That they just they're a part of the cast now. It's not like it's not like oh here's 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 this cast here's this cast. They just sort of slide into the show and you and you just accept it because it's done so well. And I think I think that risk really paid off. For yeah, especially because it's like it's been like two years since we've gotten a, like a Daredevil. Yeah, like yeah, so, it's like yeah. it's, the risk is like hey, we got to like give all these characters love, but also introduce these new characters that help build the story. So for them to do it perfectly like that, you got it's real a test to them. Like they they're killing it. And our final thought about the world that has been built is we now know that Iron Fist has been canceled after season two, speaking of the world of Netflix. I love that Finn Jones immediately posted Immortal on uh, on Iron Fist on Instagram. I think that that is true to the character. I think that Iron Fist we will see again. I think especially after those last five minutes, there will be another yeah. Marvel show to feature Iron Fist and the Daughters of the Dragon. I think all of that's going to keep going. I love the Heroes for Hire. I'd love to see him. Like, those five minutes that introduced him in the Luke Cage world Best, felt like Iron yeah. Fist. So I think that's an opportunity, and I also think with the way season two of Luke Cage ended, Iron Fist can bring some levity. Uh, so what do you guys think about the world of Iron Fist expanding into the other corners? Yeah, I'm I'm all game for it. I think he should. I think what they actually should do is give us a Daughters of the Dragon like eight episode series. Mm-hmm. To, let's do that. Have Iron Fist in that, but also bring Iron Fist over to Luke Cage season three. Like make him w- make him what Misty Knight was mm-hmm. for Iron Fist exactly. season two, and make Iron Fist like go over there and he's like a recurring cast member and like build up that heroes for hire like maybe that can be the back half of luke cage season two instead of like trying to like draw it out for 13 episodes like mm. two different storylines make it like iron fist is introduced and then we're going to focus on heroes for hire like after you get rid of the first villain or something like that and then like the way they ended with colleen wing there's no way you can't yeah. there's no way you can't like give us like that big east that cliffhanger like you yeah. got to give her justice so do a daughters of the dragon series i think that would be perfect way to to give like give them some closure to their storylines if they don't like plan on using them anymore after that and keep the dedicated actors and raven metzner the showrunner keep the people that were super invested season two there's a reason it went from like rotten tomatoes here to rotten tomatoes here Mm -hmm. the biggest jump in rotten tomatoes history between one and two seasons and also give finn jones time to train again because that's the difference uh like those things really showed in season two so Mm -hmm. if they move those people forward i want the investment we felt in season two you know who I really want them to bring back is um, Alice Eve's uh, Typhoid Mary. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I, she was so good, and I did not see that coming. I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to expect from that character because it's hard to do a character like that in the very realistic uh, Netflix MCU, and that's that's something Daredevil season three is doing really well. Uh, as far as and like you said, comic-y action really landing, and, yeah. and Daredevil season three I think is some of the top two percent writing, acting, action, stunt design, if not the best stunt design I've mm-hmm. seen. It's a really impressive show. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, before that, I think also maybe we uh, I think it was talks maybe it'll go on the Disney streaming service. Yeah, yeah. I do so, think there's gonna be some. So hopefully we'll see that. But yeah, it. This is probably my favorite season of a Netflix show thus far. Like, uh, like Vinny said, cautiously optimistic about. We gotta wait for the back half to yeah. really see, like, give it a full judgment. But overall, I am loving it. Just from the first episode alone, they really show you, like, here, yeah, we like, we know we've been missing for about two and a half years, so we're here. We're giving you the best we got, and they really put. You can tell, like, from the set design, from the like the the cast, like they they put their whole heart into this, and it it, it shows off. It's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I I just want to say that I I hope 
you don't think that we're overhyping it. Yeah. Because it, it sounds it sounds like we're we're just going full bore and and not and we're saying that this show is is perfect. It's not it's not perfect, but God, it's just such a perfect comic book show. Yeah. And I think that was sometimes even the best Netflix comic book shows weren't really you know very comic booky. This is it's the best of both worlds. You have that post Dark Knight feeling that it's it's serious, it's mature, but you also have that fun of 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 a person dressing up like a like a hero and, and going out and beating up some muggers. That, that you, you want that that fun and that darkness, and this is maybe one of the most perfect blendings of that I've ever seen. I completely agree. Yeah. It's very much a comic book show, but it's also very much a Netflix show. I really appreciate the care they put into this show and the fun. It's simultaneously fun and dark, and they also really listen to the fans. The inclusion of Bullseye, the inclusion of some of the dynamics with Kingpin, all of those things are integral to the mythology, and Jews Born Again. This show really landed. I loved it, and in the next couple weeks in Clatter Heroes, we will be spotlighting it. On the 24th, we have Deborah Ann Wall coming in. We'll be talking to Karen Page herself, and then a big thing for me is I don't think they fight coordinators and stunt people get enough love on these shows. The man who was under the Daredevil mask. Charlie does an incredible job. I will not negate any of that. But Chris Brewster is the man who did a lot of the coordinating and is the body double for Daredevil. We'll be here on the 31st. Brewster is an incredible martial artist and coordinator. So we're going to be talking to him on the 31st. So a lot more Daredevil coverage to come. And I can't wait for us to get to talk spoilers because that was so hard. That That was was just vague booking our way through this. I'm sweating. Uh, So remember to subscribe to Collider Heroes and to Collider TV Talk for more content like this. Keep an eye out on Clatter Heroes for more Daredevil content and keep an eye out on us for when we can talk spoilers because that was extra hard. And check out Daredevil. It is streaming on Friday and it is as good as we think it is or better. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.